This is Sarah Weymouth, and welcome to my podcast, where we talk about everything for you to live your best life. And we have a little fun too, from talking about business, marriage, parenthood, money, health, home decor, friendship, beauty, and pop culture. I'm a mother to three, a wife, a successful business owner, and I want to live my highest, best self. Follow along as we learn together, grow, teach, because you only get to live one life. Oh, and I promise to dig deeper and to ask the tough questions. This is The Line Podcast. Okay, I am so excited for this topic, this episode. It's the perfect timing for me to talk about this because I just completed a huge project, a huge goal, which was to move my business from California to Tennessee. So this episode is all about how to finish the project, how to finish the goal you've set, how to get a big task done. That I think this is kind of what stops people more than anything else. I think a lot of times we focus on how to start and what it feels like to finish and or grow something, but this stuck in between and, you know, delaying and not finishing something, this topic is not talked about as much, but I think it's the biggest issue that most of us stumble on as we're going through life's wants, needs, goals, everything from smaller projects to bigger projects this ends up being what holds us back the most. And with Lemon, so for those that don't know, I had my business Lemon gift shop in California for years. We actually had two locations and an e-commerce. When we moved from the Bay Area to the Nashville area, I closed one of my stores and I kept our original store there. And I went back and forth once a quarter. I did as much as I could remote from a distance. We had uh, amazing staff that just kept things going for almost a year and a half, actually, which is wild to think that I was able to keep the business across country for that long. But of course, we got to a point where it just wasn't as feasible. I also felt very disconnected. I missed the fun parts of owning Lemon where I was actually at the store and I, I got to do events and I got to be with the customers and I got to do more hands-on social media. So anyways, long story short, it got to a point where I closed California last April, actually the end of April. So we're almost at the exact one year mark, which is crazy. But, um, you know, I took the summer off. I really thought about what I wanted to do. Do I really want to, you know, relaunch Lemon in a new area, do something different? I, I, I considered selling the business and I entertained offers for that, which is, you know, it's a lot of back and forth and conversations and meetings and sending information and, you know, numbers and accountants. And it's a lot just, just doing that one piece. Um, I was exploring other business ideas. It, it, it was a bit of a, a process to get to the decision that I didn't want to let go of Lemon and I wanted to move the business here. 
And um, it was a big decision, you know, because essentially in a lot of ways, I'm starting over from scratch. Not only are we in a new place, but I really had to redo the whole business as far as inventory, fixtures, the counter, everything. I mean, I had sold off every last piece. The only thing that's original from California is the original lemon signage. So from both stores, I saved those. My mom actually shipped it over a couple months ago. Everything else was quote unquote do over. (laughs) And you know, there was some reinventing and some changes I also made. But uh, yeah, I mean, I really knew making the decision to bring lemon here to Tennessee would be a complete start over. I would have to relaunch pretty much everything. I rebuilt the website. The whole store is new. Of course, all new inventory. It was a lot to agree to (laughs) and a lot to swallow. But here's what I've learned from this process and things I've done in the past. So actually relaunching Lemon here in Tennessee is the fourth time technically that I've opened a store. So the first time was a pop-up shop, but it was in a brick and mortar. It was just short term. It was for a couple months throughout the holiday season. But I mean, I really did make it look like a, a store. It wasn't you know, permanent and it wasn't perfect, but there were racks, there were tables, there was a makeshift counter area. Like we really made it a store that you came and you shopped. Then the second time I did it was our first official brick and mortar. And then of course, the third time I did it was our second location in California. And then now our fourth. So going into it, I knew not only what to do, but I knew how much work it is. And it can be very daunting and scary and stressful and overwhelming. There's a lot of moving pieces to go from, I'm going to open a store, I just signed a lease, to we're opening our doors tomorrow. So really this whole process is like so fresh in my mind because I just did it all and we're opening in a few days. So it was a perfect time for me to go over what I consider the most important steps to completing a project. And I've, I came up with four most important things. I think that there's more that you can talk about on this topic, but I think these are the four most important things to get you unstuck and to finish the project. And so I really wanted to focus on this. And if you are in a position where you are trying to complete something, hopefully this will get you organized, back on track, you know, get everything done and complete. So that's what we're going to do. Step one, to me, the most important thing is to have a plan. And you need to have a deadline and you have to break it down piece by piece. I think the biggest mistake you can make is to say, okay, I really want to write this book 
And I'm going to do, you know, chapter at a time. I'm going to edit it. I'm going to, you know, make sure everything's thoughtful and perfect. And I want to, you know, you want to put out good quality work and you want the book to be really good. But you haven't given yourself any sort of a timeline of how you're going to complete this book. I'm using the book as an example because it's an easy one in your mind to picture, right? You know that this book is 15 chapters and you have to have also like an intro and maybe like a little bit of a conclusion. How are you going to write this book, right? You need to be able to break it down. Um, A lot of writers will look at number of words written. Some like to go chapter by chapter. However you want to do it is fine. Everyone's system works differently. Everyone's brain works differently. If for you it's going chapter by chapter, go chapter by chapter. But you have to have a specific plan in mind with a deadline. So here's how I did it for Lemon this time around. Step one was... I knew I was going to have keys in hand by April 1st. I was pushing to have a little bit sooner, but I knew by latest it would be April 1st. So I did all that I could do before I got keys in hand and physically could be in the store. So that meant getting inventory, um, inventorying everything, building the website, tagging everything, barcoding everything. Uh, getting all the fixtures and tables and pieces ordered, um, having the counter designed and having someone start creating it and putting, you know, that's that's a whole process in and of itself. Making sure we have all of the hardware we need for our POS system, et cetera, et cetera, right? This is all things I could do before I got keys in hand. My deadline was actually mid-March, We went to spring break the week before that. So really my goal was have everything done, fully situated before we go on spring break because I wanted to go on spring break. I wanted to relax, enjoy our beach vacation, come back, be ready to hustle and finish the thing, right? So that was really like the timeline I put in place. Now, once we got keys in hand, I had another timeline on when we will actually open our doors. So I actually got keys a week before April 1st. And within a couple of days of getting keys and starting to do a few things, moving everything in and and starting to work on putting the store together, I started to look at the calendar and went, okay, if I go backwards, how many days, how many weeks do I need to complete this project? And I came up with an open date, said it to my husband. We discussed it because I actually really needed his input. He was the one that helped me primarily do most of the building and putting together. We had some amazing friends that also came and helped here and there. That was huge. But I really had him like block off a good amount of time to help me get everything done. So that was crucial in me making my timeline and having this this end date of this is when we're opening, this is when we're having a press party, etc. And then I took it a step further and I told the world, this is when we're opening. So I couldn't go back on it and it kept me motivated to hustle and just get it 
done. Now, not in every situation do you maybe want to or have the luxury of like telling the world. Uh, You know, obviously in this situation, everyone was asking anyways, when are you opening? When are you reopening? When are you, you know, when is the website going to come live, which is the same day that we open. So I really had to concrete that date and tell everyone. But you might be in a situation where, you know, you don't want to blast it on social media or you don't want it to be public knowledge. That's okay. But I would tell at least a few people close to you so that you have more motivation to stick to it. You know, let's say your goal is to be in the best shape of your life by the end of this year. That's an amazing goal. But we all know that we'll we'll make up these goals, these tasks that we want to accomplish, and then we just fall off. We don't do it, we don't complete it, or we go back and forth. It's like a yo-yo. Telling people around you that this is your goal and having them help you stick to it can be all, that could be the one missing piece for you, you know? So don't hesitate to like tell your best friend, tell your mom, tell your husband, tell your wife, you know, tell your kids. Whatever you got to do to stick to your deadline, that could keep you on track with your plan. And then when you are making your plan, make sure that you are super detailed with it. Don't, you know, say, okay, I want to have this done in six months. And then just, and then what? What's the plan? There's no actual plan just because you made up a deadline, you know? So think about it like this. If you were going to run a half marathon, the race is in eight weeks from now, which is a pretty quick turnaround, but I've actually done it before. It's possible. Then you want to break it down week by week. You know you have eight weeks until your race. And you basically have to go from not a runner to running this half marathon, right? So then you break it down. Week one, you're going to run two to three miles each time. You're going to run three to four times a week. Week two, you're going to do, again, two to three miles each run. And then one of your runs, you're going to do four miles. And then the next week, your long run is going to be five miles. And then the next week, your long run is going to be six miles. And you just keep building until you get to the week before the race and you're doing your long run at 11 miles. They always say, you know, you don't need to run the full half marathon or the full marathon You need to get just really close. So you want to do like 11 miles and the day of the race, you're going to run the full, you know, 13.2 or whatever it is, 13.1. I forget what it is. (laughs) 13.1. I'm like, what is it? But you have to have specific numbers and dates in place of what you're going to be doing. So then you're going to plug in, okay, I'm going to run Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, and one of the weekend days is going to be my long run. And then that's your plan. And then that's it. So you know what's happening. You can tell others your plan, you know, people in your life that need to know your plan. Like if you're going to do a 10-mile run on a Saturday, you're probably going to want to tell, you know, like your husband, for example, hey, I'm going to do this run. I'm going to be gone for a few hours. One, so that he could probably take care of the kids or whatever needs to be done, but also someone's, you know, tracking where you are and that you're safe, Um, but also keeps you on track for your goals, for your plan, and for your deadline, right? So that's step one. 
have a plan, have a deadline, and stick to it. The more detailed you can make the step one, it'll make all the other ones a lot smoother and you will be more prone to just finishing the project. Step two is stop worrying, just finish. What happens is we get in our heads. We will start to stress. We will start to wonder what people are going to think about us. When, you know, the closer and closer you get to completing the goal, to completing the project, and typically you have to put it out into the world, the more we get bogged down with negative talk and it it literally does the opposite of what you want. You want to complete the task and move on, but what you're doing is you're saying, well, is this crazy? Am I crazy? Maybe I shouldn't even be doing this. Is this taking too much time? You know, maybe you have mom guilt that comes in. You go, this is taking a lot of time away from my kids. I don't know. You know, fill in the blank. We all know that we do this But you have to stop caring what other people think and you have to remember that this is your life and at the end of the day, people might have opinions, but nobody really cares what you do in your life. Everyone is concerned about their own life. So who cares? Who cares what they say, what they think? Who cares if, you know, you fail? Who cares if you complete the project and it is nothing of what you expected. Maybe you run the half marathon and you end up not finishing the race. Oh, well, at least you tried. At least you completed it. Now you know running marathons is not your thing, right? It's That's better than training, not doing the race. Training, not doing the race, right? So just finish. Stop with the head games, right? Um, I always think back when I launched my business, Lemon, I had the same talk with myself, right? Is this crazy? I am crazy. I have a a successful corporate job. I work part-time from home, this corporate job, which is like a dream for most people, especially moms. My kids were super young. My youngest was one. Um, My two youngest are less than two years apart. I mean, they were all just like, they were all just babies. Like when I, when I launched Lemon, my oldest was like in kindergarten or, or going into first, you know? So it's like they were babies, all three of them. And I kept saying to myself, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe this is, this is dumb. Like, what am I doing? Like, this is a lot to take on. But luckily I didn't let that negative talk get to me. And I didn't let let that type of negative talk from others get to me, right? Because everyone had an opinion. Everyone said, you know, who does retail? You know, Amazon is dominating. Brick and mortar is super risky. Running your own business in general is super risky. What if you fail? What's going to happen financially to you and your family? You've got little kids, right? So all of these negative talk or scarcity talks get to you and it will typically make you stop. You could be almost to the finish line of this project and someone could say something that makes you just stop even though you're 99% there. It's it's crazy. But, you know, the insecurities are real and we all have them. 
But my advice on step two is just stop worrying and just finish the project. Because the worst thing that can happen is that you finish the project and you go, eh, maybe it wasn't what I thought, right? Maybe you do fail, but you're never going to regret doing something and failing. You will always regret wanting to do something and not doing it and wondering what if. So that's why I wanted to make this a complete step of its own because this, this negative talk, this whatever that stops you, this needs to go away. And I promise you, you're probably going to complete everything moving forward if you just follow that step two. Now, step three. Step three is know your why so that you keep going. Now, I mean, I kind of say this loosely. I, I, I always hate that cliche thing where they say, you know, remember why you started. It'll keep you going. I think sometimes yes, but I think sometimes that is not enough. I think more importantly is to know why you're doing the project, why you're doing this goal, but then also be able to look and go, look how far I've come, right? You're... You're not at the beginning. You are in the middle. You are a quarter way done. You are almost done. Look at what you've accomplished to get to this point. That will help you keep going, right? Like, you know, let's <clears throat> let's go back to the, the book example. Let's say you're writing a book on marriage and you're halfway done. And then, you know, you stop and you start writing a different book. Well, if you would have just kept going, you're already halfway done. Like, wait, what are you stopping for and doing something else? Just keep going and you're going to finish. And then maybe you write the other book or maybe you do this other project. Maybe you start an art studio. Like, I don't know what the other thing is, but that doesn't mean you stop what you're doing right now. So you just keep going. The grass is not always greener. So back to the book example, let's say you're writing this book on marriage. You're halfway done and you get this brilliant idea to write a book on home organization. And you're like, oh, that's such a better idea. I kind of want to write that. So then you stop writing the marriage book and you start writing the book on how to have a perfectly organized home. And then you start that book and you're a quarter way in and you go, oh my gosh, I have this great idea to write this book on time management. So you stop and you go write that book. Now you have three unfinished books when you could have just finished book one. You would have been done with book one, probably on your way to writing book two. Now you have three uncompleted projects, right? This is what happens to us all the time. You know, I mean, think about it on like a really, really small scale. <laughs> Do you ever go to like clean your home and organize and you start in the kitchen and then all of a sudden you're putting away laundry and then the next minute you're taking apart your cabinets in the bathroom and then you're going to, you know, rip apart the toys in the kids' room and you're like all over the place, you know? It's like you could have just focused on the kitchen and you could have been done 
with the kitchen, but instead you spreaded yourself all over the place and you only like halfway got things done. And then it's more of a disaster and more of a stress than it would have been if you just focused and completed the kitchen, right? So that's step three. Step four is outsource and focus. Now, this is something that women in particularly can be really bad at. Because what we do, especially as wives and mothers, we will want to do everything like we normally do it and then add in this project. So you want to be super mom, super wife, super friend, super homekeeper, super career woman, super, 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 super. And then you've added in this big project and you are suffocating. So remember that this project you're working on is short term. Me restarting my business is short term. Once I'm done and my doors are open, I go, I'm back to just running my business. That's, That's completely different than the hustle and the grind of launching a business. Nothing compares to that. You know what I mean? So outsource. I, the other day I went to Lemon to get a bunch of stuff done. While I was gone, the cleaning ladies were at my house. They're here anyways, bi-weekly, but it just happened to be on that day, which was lovely because the house needed it like no other because I've been so busy at the store. I had Whole Foods, Sprouts, and Target deliveries. So I had groceries delivered from two different places and I had Target deliver just like basics, paper towels, whatever we needed, right? My husband was working from home and I said, deliveries are there. He put it away. And the whole time I'm at the store getting stuff done while my house is being cleaned, groceries are being put away, things I needed were being delivered. Some of that stuff was even for my business. So is that how I might do things normally? No, I mean, normally I would probably just like go to Target and grab what I need, you know, but I knew that I was so crunched for time because I had so much to accomplish at the store before I went home to go to baseball, for example, that whatever I could do to take it off my plate, I would do it. I asked my husband to do more than he normally would. He knows that when I'm in hustle mode and I'm getting things done, for example, to launch a store, that he's going to have to do more, that he's probably going to have to cook more meals, that he's going to have to probably run errands for me. He will, I will literally be like, can you do me a favor and like give him a list of things. But we all know that it's short term. So it is outsourcing so that I can get this done and be on time and efficient with my time and not lose my mind. You know, it's like at the end of the day, you still have to sleep and eat and do basics. You know, I I can't sleep for four hours and then hustle this hard. So something's got to give. And that's something that's got to give is what you're going to outsource and just do it. Maybe it's for six months, you know, maybe it means that you are getting a babysitter for your baby three days a week so that you can work on this task for the next six months. You know, maybe it means that you're asking for your parents to help you with X, Y, and Z while you accomplish this goal, right? It could be whatever it needs to be, 
but figure out what you need to outsource, what you can outsource and outsource it immediately. And then stay focused. Remove distractions, right? You, you have now outsourced as much as you can. Remove as much off your plate as possible. Now you need to take away distractions. If that means turning your phone off, you know, making sure you have no social media, no emails, no internet. If it means, you know, no TV for the next month, right? I mean, just think about how much time you could have to focus if you eliminated watching shows in the evenings, right? I think most of us go, oh, well, yeah, that's pretty good. You know, that even if that's just one extra hour a day for a month, that's massive, right? So do what you need to literally just put your head down and hustle. Because again, completing this project, hitting this goal, completing this large task is short term. Even if it's nine months, that's still short term. You know at the end of the nine months that your life goes back to quote unquote normal, right? You know that once the business has started and has launched, you're done with the startup time. That's it. You know that once the race is done, you're done. Once the book is completed, you're done, right? So don't you know, I think a lot of times we get overwhelmed with the now and we don't see the bigger picture. So just do what you can. And this is also a place where you have to start telling people in your life that you have to stay focused. So again, back to the race example, if you're training for a marathon and your best friend keeps inviting you to happy hour, you need to just tell your friend, hey, I'm training for this race and I can't go to happy hour at four o'clock and do my run and do a good run, good training at 6 p.m. It's just not going to happen. I have to stay focused. I actually would love for you to come do some shorter runs with me if you're interested. That'd be really fun. If not, I totally get it, but I need to stay focused, right? So this is how we kind of stick to it and we tell the people around us that you're so hyper-focused that nothing matters until you complete this project. And people get it. Like, if people really love you and they're a part of your life and they're important, they get it. And if they don't get it, that's fine. Do you know what I mean? Like, if your mother-in-law or your father-in-law or whatever, you know, whoever in your life that has to be a part of your life and you can't, you know, like eliminate if they, you know, they don't get it and they, and they want to give you shit for it and they want to bring you down, that's on them. And that shows really a light on their own life and maybe their own issues. It has nothing to do with you and your goals and your project, but you have to be able to say, well, that's okay. That's your opinion. I'm staying focused And this is important to me and I'm going to do this. So I really hope that these four steps can really help you get unstuck, make a plan, focus, and get the project done. Because I promise you guys, when you hit the finish line, it feels so good, even if it's just for a moment. You know, like I'm at the finish line right now. I did the thing. I moved the business across country. I 
redid everything. The whole store is done and it looks beautiful. And I've hired all new staff that gets to start at the new store next week and it is glorious. Now, I will admit that it's short-lived, right? Like now the the store has to open and now I'm going to train all the new lemon girls and we're kind of off to the races with the business and I have, you know, events coming up for the store and holidays to plan for and inventory to continue to come in and like I have to run this business. It is no joke, but the relief I feel that I got everything done so quickly on schedule and I get to just, you know, dust my hands and move on is priceless. So do the thing. And I promise at the end, no matter what the results are, you will be so happy and relieved to have completed. I hope that this helped. Um, I love the idea of hearing some sort of like feedback from everyone. Feel free to like message me on Instagram. Um, On Instagram, it's Nashville Vibing. And that's kind of the Instagram I'm on the most on a personal level. And then, you know, Lemon is the business one. And then I've got my personal one that has just like a bunch of like kid photos. (laughs) But I spend most of my time on the Nashville Vibing Instagram. So feel free to message me. I actually, I, I ran into someone out and about the other day and they were like, oh, I follow you on Instagram and I, you know, congrats on the new podcast and moving the business here. And, you know, they were telling me their feedback and I loved it. I was like, oh, this is what I, I love hearing what people are enjoying or what kind of like feeds your soul and keeps you motivated and what helps and what um, is the most interesting. So I, I love to hear it. Um, I love meeting you guys in person, but I know not everyone is local. So reach out, tell me what you think. Um, I do want to get some guests on the podcast soon. I just, again, I was just so hyper-focused on relaunching Lemon that doing these solo episodes is so much easier because I can plug them in when it works for me. Like right now, I'm literally sitting in our walk-in closet doing this, which I say closet. I shouldn't even say closet. It's basically like our closet. Our walk-in closet is like a room. It's so large, has two windows, but I am sitting on the floor up against the wall, like doing this away from the kids. But you know, it's just nice because I can go, okay, I've got 45 minutes. I'm going to do an episode and that's it because I've been so busy. But once lemon has opened and everyone is trained and everything is starting to move smoothly then I'll have more time and I definitely want to bring in guests and if there's anyone that you guys absolutely want to have on the podcast I would love to hear you know we talk about all sorts of topics so I think it's going to be so fun the variety of people and experts that we can get hopefully come on the podcast. I have some in mind for the first few guest episodes. Um, But yeah, it's just about having the proper time to really give these guests, you know, the proper 
time (laughs) to do them. So it's coming, but there's just so much I wanted to get out on these solo episodes. So anyways, again, I really want to hear what you guys think. Keep in touch. And um, I really, really, really hope that this helps some of you to just do the thing, get unstuck and accomplish the goals. Finish the project. You can do it.